Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Forrest and Dr. Drew. Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I've got a cold, but it still sounds exciting. Another episode of This Life with Dr. Drew and Bob. I really enjoyed the look on your face during that music. You're like, oh, <laughs> we're here, we're doing it. I can't believe I made it here. We are doing it. A uh, couple of just mentions, as always, business to get out of the way. Uh, please, everybody, check out drdrew.com. We have a new, uh, out of that Opium series, we're going to create a, a series of podcasts where we do interviews and commentary after each chapter of the Opiate book. Uh, also, Midday Live, KBC. It's called Trickling. You're trickling. Yeah, yeah, trickling it out. Yeah, it's yeah, good. Because yeah. it, it's good stuff. And a lot of people are starting to look at the history of addiction now throughout human history. And uh, it's, it's a timely to have that. Our Hydrolyte friends, uh, check, click to on the, uh, the uh, doctor.com on the Hydrolyte banner and use that code DRDRW18. You get 30% off. Genotox, these are the guys that uh, have Tox Protect that allow you to do a cheek swab to, con- to uh, determine the accuracy of your urine toxicology and so you can't tamper with it, which is a really way to go- good way to go. Blood's a good way to go, too. Uh, <laughs> I suppose it seems expensive. I don't trust drug addicts with the urine, but, but you, just you, you so you know. know. But you've got to know something, that things concentrate in the urine the way they don't in the blood. So you actually, Really? Yeah, you can actually get – that's why we rely on the urine toxicology. Because it's a better screen. Wait, wait, wait. I might have screwed up. Well, it's, so it's, when it's I a more, was... blood is more accurate. Oh, okay. But, but in terms of screening, the urine is better. We'll, well pick up more. Pick I had this theory. If you blood test somebody twice a week, yeah. there's no way they can lie. There's like a 12-hour window. They can lie. Where they can lie. They, if they oh, know they what they're can... doing, they can figure it out. <laughs> uh, and then our friends at True Nigen. I, I take Do drug product. addicts lie, by the way? I, I, you, to, to hear people talk about the disease of addiction today, that whole piece has been left out of the conversation. But let me just mention our friends at True Niagen, uh, drcom slash True Niagen. I take that product every day. Let's me introduce our guest. Oh, uh, well, I will oh, yeah. get to that. Newport get... Beach. All right, go ahead. It's in you... Orange County, right? Yep. I went and talked uh, to them, and I'm, I'm pleased. Yeah, I like them. We'll talk uh, about that later. Uh, right. you, but you, you've seen them also. You yes. know about them. Yes, and you yes. Can, you can vouch. We yes. love our yeah. sponsors. They are... We're so appreciative. It keeps the show going. Yeah. We... Even if we don't want to do it anymore, we still have to keep going. Because so. <laughs> of our sponsors. <laughs> no, we, we try to select people very carefully that we think are worthy of It's only the second rehab I think we've had. It's only the second one. That's exactly right. And mine. And yours, so third, to be <laughs> third. fair. But but we, we try to be very, very careful with this stuff, and so we really appreciate you bearing with us. Uh, that's how we're able to keep doing these things. Uh, and, and again, we, we the things I say are actually things I mean about these products. Also, so. speaking of recovery, a lot of people were very curious how Bob feels about his rehab burning down during the fire. Oh, we oh, could talk about it. Uh, it was quite, well, let's, quite let's, a to-do. Let's that get, might be an, a half an episode. Yeah, let's get, let's get the <laughs> that's, I guarantee you that's something that's not going to happen to Milwaukee rehab. Well, let's get lunch and choose our guests. <laughs> these are my buddies. These are the guys. I love these guys. I've been talking about them for a year. Yeah. It's the Don't Die Wisconsin guys. I went up there to Milwaukee, and it's and they're just amazing. And let, let me introduce them in the way they uh, claim the their way role. they want to be introduced. Well, okay, let me try. Kevin they're, Schaefer, they're, intervention specialist. Yes, Patrick Riley, counselor. Ryan Gorman, resident junkie. That's how they're yeah. presented. Well, here's, to me. How, here's how I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you were presented Kevin. to me. I apologize if it's wrong. <laughs> no, that's it. That's it. Kevin's they, also a drug counselor. Though. Yeah. It, but, hey, let me say this. Uh, the word junkie, which I I love tossing and around, and he's a commie too. You're gonna, it's he's, awesome. He's this is the best. Bob incarnate of Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 language is under attack today. Let me just start with this: language is under attack. Yeah, People you can't say junkie. Can't say junkie. Can't say addiction. And to me. I know of no more way to enhance stigma than to start to regulate language. But let's talk it's about words. So Ryan and I consider ourselves commies. Okay. That's what we were called <laughs> our whole lives by our dads. Mm-hmm. You know, you went to college and you became a liberal. Mm-hmm. Now progressive is the word you use yeah. instead of commie. Right. Like, and, well, you can say socialist now. It allows you to say <laughs> socialist. From commie to liberal. Right? <laughs> 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 a lot of stops in there. So – 
So yeah, there it's just it's just soulmates in Milwaukee is what it is. So don't die, Wisconsin, dedicated to talking about addiction, uh, much like our our uh, Dobie boy friends in the East Coast. Right? Yeah, they know yeah. Dave. Yeah, you there's know. only there's not two guys in Dopey anymore. Too. Well, there's only but, one. but they are still our Dopey guy friends. <laughs> yeah, um, one is. You said plural. You said guys. It's yeah. just Dave. Okay, uh, my bet is Dave will come up with somebody that will participate. Well, Artie Lang, we should do it, but I don't not know if he's sober. Yeah. Not, sure. I'm <laughs> working on it. Not yet, not yet. I'm working on it. Uh, so let's talk about Wisconsin and the opiate crisis. What's going on? We're going down. Yeah, it's bad, right? Coming down in numbers. No, the death rate's going down. Oh, they're, 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 they hey, made an impact. China China just uh, put a, t- a, a, a tightened the spigot on fentanyl today. But isn't it, oh, isn't it car fentanyl too? But they, anyway, all fentanyl products. They've had all hands on deck. I was there, all hands on deck. All people. You know what I also think Wisconsin is? It's mm. like Portugal. You know how you see? Oh, in Portugal they did this thing about drug treatment and it's working, right? Because yeah. there's only three million people there. Right, right. Mel- Milwaukee and the surrounding areas and, and the region there. It's these guys and like eight other people that I met. Are serving that population and educating and getting the needle exchange and getting the – now they have these fentanyl testers. Good. Right? For the heroin. I mean, I don't know that I was that – I don't know that I'm that organized a junkie. I would do my fentanyl test, but there are junkies like that. Dude, somebody told you you they had HIV and you shared a needle with (laughs) them. You were were that kind of junkie. Get some hot water. (laughs) But – but they've made a, a real impact, and and Patrick owes me twenty dollars because I said they would, and it has and gone have, down. Yeah, well, That's so true. so you know, it's because of people like you that this thing is getting better, and it is getting better finally. I, I would argue that one of the other things they've done is scared the shit out of physicians, so they're now not prescribing the way they were. So the supplies being cut off, China's been cut off now for the fentanyl, but we still have a massive problem, right? Um, yes, and and part of it, guys. I, I've been thinking a lot about this lately, and I, and I don't have a fully formed theory or even an idea about this. But something is going on in our country that is predisposing to this. You know, you and I talk about it a bit, Bob. Hopelessness and hopelessness, lack of education, loneliness, lack of connection, foolishness, mm-hmm. family decay, spiritual emptiness. Can you can you guys you guys have any hints of what's at the core of all that? Oof, that's a that's a big yeah. question. Yeah, um, it's not in Milwaukee, but it is in the regions outside because they go out and just meet people at McDonald's parking lot. Well, dude. that's the point. They provide connection, and that's why they have success. But why why the languishing before you guys come in as a fire squad? I think it is a lack of connection. I mean, I I go to the like. I don't believe there's any drug culture nowadays, uh, especially with the so-called millennials mm-hmm. like they're they're banging in their you know in a taco bell bathroom by themselves or their bedroom you know? their bedroom or their mom's house yeah their bedroom right. their yeah. basement yeah and so i think that's why we see a, a lot higher death rate is just the being alone uh, and using yeah. uh versus you know i think the days when bob and ryan and other people were running with a crew with a tribe it was bob and bob it was bob and courtney in a bus at macarthur park (laughs) (laughs) that was the scene (laughs) courtney will look out for you i'll tell you that (laughs) you told me uh but 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 yeah that's certainly part of it but it's a capitul it's a recapitulation of something they're already experiencing right is it their families are destroyed is it they don't have purpose i i don't i can't get at the core well you got great grandmothers raising their children yeah you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so Somehow, yeah. Somehow, the decay of our society is it the family that's, decay. That was that was I mean, where too, addiction rose up. Out and by of. the way, some of the family stuff is not decay, but overparenting. We, we're getting it wrong on both sides. Sure, sure. Well, when you yeah, have economic, here's here's what I saw. Not not in not in Wisconsin because I didn't go outside of Milwaukee, but in West Virginia God, where would, I was. God, who would? Is <laughs> just, <laughs> I want to go. I want to go visit where hey, my dad. By the way, I have born. been. I have been all over Wisconsin. Corolla and I did a tour once, speaking at all the Wisconsin universities. Like, like oh, yeah. we were at Green Bay. We were at Whitewater, Thunder Bay, Whitewater, Thunder, or something. Whitewater. Green Bay, Whitewater, and uh, Madison, Madison. We, everywhere except Madison. <laughs> Strangely, Madison didn't want us. 
was really? interesting. Yeah, too That's progressive. Huh. Yeah. So super progressive. So, but I think in, we weren't progressive. But in West time. Virginia, look at this. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I think that's what Look it was. what happens in it West Virginia. Be. And it's similar to what happened in the inner city in the 70s and 80s. You never move out of your parents' house. Millennials in general don't. You, then, then you've got three generations living in one house, mm-hmm. right? And grandma, who's like in her mid-50s, starts going to the doctor and getting pills. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and then go, it, so. it, that's what's going on. You're talking about three generations of addicts in their mm-hmm. teens and early 20s, in their late 30s and early 40s, mm-hmm. and in their 50s and late 50s. I, I, I hear you, but still, it's that's too just so for me. I, They're I, all living in the same no, house. Get, that's a meshment. That should be good, right? With multi- no, it no, should No, not. there was a time, gentlemen, riddle me this. There was, I remember 23 years ago, people going, well, in Japan, they all live in them. They're multi-generational. They take care of each other. They don't put their elderly in the nursing home. They all live together. So how can that itself be the core problem? What do you guys think the problem that was happening in Wisconsin was? What 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 identifying things? Doctors? Drew's big on doctors. Well, they were the suppliers. This. Yeah, Why? I mean, there's there's a there's a ton of hopelessness. I mean, my inner socialist wants to say that uh, it has to do with wage stagnation. It has to do with, <laughs> I'm serious. No, he's that right. It has to do no, with no, just I, a shitty outlook. But but I know? think he's a I shitty think, outlook on what's happening. GM plants close here. Yeah. Master lock, you know, and what are you going to do? But what are you going to do? There, Dad's is, been working his ass off his whole life, and then he's home all the time. I, I totally, yeah. I, I, I absolutely think that's a piece of it. Is there a sure. way other than socialism to inspire? <laughs> no, no, I'm just asking because I'm not. I'm just wonder. I always wonder: is there a way? Because what people need, it seems to me, is inspiration and purpose. And I'm not right. sure socialism gives them that. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not advocating that yeah. socialism is the answer to that. I'm just saying that, you know, I think that that's a huge part of it. The working class has just been shit on in this country yeah. for yeah. generations. Yeah. Four, five, six right. generations. And so how do we fix that? Because if you don't fix the the, well, the core issues of it, the getting people off drugs does give them hope. Here's another thing that's mm. interesting. The drug problem itself created its own industry. Which is outpatient mm-hmm. programs, all yeah, these right. different jobs, service industry, economy jobs. Yeah, yeah. Where you know some of some of my only millennial successes have been. Then they worked for me, and then they worked in the recovery industry. Mm-hmm. I, it's I, an industry that popped up out of the lack of good, high-paying manufacturing jobs. I wonder if there is a way to to your point, and I, I'm getting everybody's name straight. As I look at you, who who's sitting in the middle? Patrick. 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 And on your left is? Kevin. Ryan. 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 Okay, Wait. Ryan was oh, on his left. Yeah, and then yeah. Kevin. So, so Ryan, it makes me wonder if maybe a cultural shift whereby economic success and, you know, uh, the, the sort of whatever our myth about a, a being a participant in the economy has been the priority, mm-hmm. certainly for white men. Maybe mm. a new myth needs to develop that relationships are more important, or, or, or some other, yeah, some other community, co- yeah. community, some other quality becomes right. how you define yourself, not not just right. your job. Right. No. Yeah. That is a yeah. It's a closed loop for sure. It's, so what, I would I, I would say it's I mean it's pretty simplistic, but the number of individuals that I end up working with, especially in that younger demographic, I mean just a lack of passion, and, yeah. and I, I mean that in the broadest yeah. sense like yeah so you know on their intake it's like well what do you like to do eh, i don't know yeah whereas <laughs> no bob bob's favorite i always knew three things i wanted to do right and bob's favorite quote above them of that age group is when he asked them don't you want to you know you get out of the basement don't you want to do something and they go what do you want me to do it's like i don't know what do right. you want me to do it's like yeah, and then you just reparent wow um Hey, Kevin, Burton. why do we have an opiate problem <laughs> <laughs> lack of passion for life <laughs> but 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 part of it is they don't know what relationships are because they don't come from good right. relationships. And so how right. do you how do you even start that process? Well, you become a mentor and a sponsor and a counselor. And well, man, you're talking and then about you're managing super labor intensive stuff, right? Which yeah. is true. That works. So it's going to take though, right? Maybe. maybe. I, I just wonder if there's something culturally that can shift that will help us. The Mel- Milwaukee Bucks winning the championship will liven things up. Sure. That's Ooh, for sure. There. 
You know, that those things at community <laughs> were like, my dad was part of Moose Lodge. My mom was in the Seroptimus well, Club. You, you I don't s- even know what the fucking Seroptimus well, Club is, <laughs> but I'm sure that it doesn't exist anymore. Well, did you ever see that? What is Seroptimus? I have no idea. <laughs> It sounds like it sounds like a sounds like a like somebody cuts toenails. <laughs> <laughs> no, Moose Lodge, Seroptimus Club. I played for the Optimus Club baseball game. But listen, do you ever read the same the book Bowling Alone? It's called a book called Bowling Alone, no. and it chronicles the the drop in club membership in this country. When you and guys were growing up, weren't your parents is in there a clubs? There? Were your parents in clubs, Kevin? Yes. My parents are in uh, they, German dance club. They still are? <laughs> they still yeah. are. So, but club membership was – I mean, Fred Flintstone was in a club, right? He was in the Moose Lodge. Yeah. No, right? he was called – yeah. well, Water no, Buffalo. Water Buffalo, whatever. <laughs> water Buffalo, yeah. yeah. You know, and that was sort of normative American behavior then that you'd, you'd have yeah. – these clubs well what is it what is it i mean our, our houses get bigger and our number of friends get smaller right isn't that yeah. some big theory uh, it like, seems to be accurate we, and that yeah. and how do you switch that the 12-step community obviously fills a big mm-hmm. network mm-hmm. of that well right that's what it is right that's what it is right. and, I, and if we you know it's been under attack for a while and I, that makes me very sad but uh, but when i went there and i went with mm-hmm. those guys to there it's not like that in milwaukee oh really so it's, it's really the coast I, I don't even know that it's new york city it's definitely florida los angeles has been so profoundly affected by the psycho babble of the rehabs mm-hmm. it trickled mm-hmm. into the 12 step mm-hmm. world and it's as if sponsors are counselors and oh. therapists yeah. and yeah, stuff for sure. rather than no. just be you know stay sober and let's go eat yeah yeah you know what right. i mean let's go eat right yeah the, the pure recovery has been adulterated i agree uh, and, so, yeah you want to say something? It's just that's why rehab, uh, why twelve step is under attack because it rehab speak influenced so much I, I, the twelve step community in the last fifteen years. It, but um, that there is that, but there's also a professional community that has jumped into the treatment of addiction, has professionalized the treatment, and said you can't have non professionals managing these people. That's too dangerous. So so they have sort of over, tried to overtake it. Now John Kelly and Keith Humphreys, John at Harvard and Keith at Stanford, are publishing data that shows that 12-step is as effective as any... Well, but Hang there's on. a side to that. Nothing is really that effective. Correct. <laughs> but, but it's as effective as anything else, and it's free. It's free. Right. For God's right. sakes, it's free. And at minimum, right. it saves healthcare expense. And at best, it's free, and it's... You've got three guys that are on the front lines every day. What is it, Patrick, that gets somebody sober and keeps them sober? Because that's the question of the hour, every hour for a hundred years. I believe it's love. I believe it's it's love. love. Yeah, I mean, it's connection and love. That's it. And it. And I think Drew, you said the twelve-step community is under attack, like, right and rightfully so. And I I think it should be under attack um, because we need to keep it to what it is. And and that true, what Bob was talking about is it, it. my sponsor shouldn't tell me what medication to take or, see. or that I don't need to see a psych- a therapist because I have like dysthymia or depression. Right. Like the role of a sponsor is to work the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous and that's it. Yeah. Right. No, my sponsor is not my, my, my financial advisor. Could, right. And uh, th- then you bleed into these sober coaches and all this stuff. I, again, mm-hmm. I, and the sober coach is not your sponsor if you have to have somebody you know, right. babysitting you. Um, but, but there's, there, again, blurred lines are the issue. And I, I, I agree with that, but, there is there's been a huge attack on twelve step as it, it's sort of some sort of cult. It's a religious cult. So what has happened is people that don't like twelve step or were somehow had somebody in their their loved one who died in spite of twelve step, right. or, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. plus the professionalized community have all ganged up and said this is a horrible thing. It's dangerous. Be careful. And all mm-hmm. I'm saying is, hey, it's free. It works. You probably yeah. may also need some professional help, but and please do take advantage of that. Don't not do that. But this mm-hmm. is a this is another element in the in the armamentarium we need to treat this yeah. very complex mm-hmm. disease. Yeah. yeah, for sure, it's a tool. Yeah. Do you think it's geographically though too? Because like here in Milwaukee, I mean, we're pretty we're really lucky. Like super I mean, lucky. There's 312 really step meetings. It's like going mm-hmm. to 80s AA in Beverly Hills. Wow. Uh, yes, everything's geographic. There's this difference is all over the place. That's the first comparison between Beverly Hills and Milwaukee in a <laughs> long time. <laughs> <laughs> Your 12-step is like Beverly Hills. <laughs> no, Beverly Hills 12-step in the 80s was the best. Interesting. Sure. West L.A., sure. Beverly Hills, Pasadena Santa Monica. was pretty good. In Pasadena the 80s. was good, yeah. too. 
Susan, right. what's that? Legend, New York's legendary. really good too. New York has a very New good York. recovery. Very, right. but you know, think about but New it's York. Super, it's transient, though. Uh, to some which extent, makes it difficult to form a, a community. Uh, right. And I would argue right. downtown, they are they are no bullshit down there. Yeah. <laughs> are, oh, I believe that. Yeah. I believe that. I had some friends that lived in Manhattan that or lived in Brooklyn that said that it was you couldn't really get to know anybody because people that were makes always sense. moving around. That makes sense. Um, Susan, any questions Bert on Brow says hi. Oh my God! Bert Who Dubrow, does? My old executive producer. From yeah, Dr. he's Show watching. watching. He's, he's a lot of people are watching. Um, somebody asked. Um, little, Remember Bert? Little Rosalie. Yeah, Bert. Yeah. Okay. Little Rosalie asked, "Does rehab at ten grand for thirty days sound right?" Ten thousand for thirty days. That's a good price. That's not a bad price. It's a good not p- a bad price. But but here's oh, the wait, deal. Plus insurance. Plus, they're in, billing their insurance, or I, just ten. That's she didn't ask. Yeah. Right. They, hey, they hey, should, Rosalind. in my humble opinion, they should be able to do it for seven to eight thousand dollars, and they should be able to do it with full professional services. That's my humble opinion. I, it's we so used to do it. We used to do it for that. Yeah, and, if you're doing if you're doing cash pay, what's what's the pricing? Come on, guys, chime in. Mm. How much can you get? Thirty days, you know, pretty good drug treatment in Milwaukee or in Wisconsin for. Fifty-seven hundred. Fifty-seven hundred. Good. That's, That's so, amazing. So Look at how he shot so- that price back. I'm the LA guy. <laughs> well, it depends. Well, you know, yeah, insurance yeah. five thousand. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Milwaukee is like fifty seven hundred dollars. You got it? Can you come from out of state? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can they come there? <laughs> can, I, can I answer her question? I mean, yeah. yeah. Just ten thousand. I would tell her to. Call, she's got to know somebody that's in recovery in like her community and call that person and ask where they went versus like going on Google or calling. Yeah, well, don't Google well, how do you guys feel about this? I sometimes tell people go to a 12 step meeting, raise your hand, tell, get some numbers and then start asking around where they think good treatment is. Does that sound like yeah. awesome? Yeah. Totally. Perfect. For sure. Yeah. You'll end up a cry help every time. <laughs> good. That's good treatment, dude. That's, yeah, really good that's treatment. great. Treatment. Yeah. Not, not, not to millennials. It's not. Oh, yeah, well. Somebody right. said where 5,700 Milwaukee, mark. baby, Milwaukee. Yeah. What's the name of the place? What's you... the name of the place? Kevin? <laughs> Nova. 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 Oshkosh. Oshkosh, Oshkosh, Wisconsin. By God. And you can get a job that's... at the, at the factory that makes the uh, what pants. What does it make there? Is that, is that bagash, the Oshkosh, Bagash, Oshkosh, Bagash overalls. 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 There you go. Yeah. What That's a my, deal. My alma mater is Nova treatment. Really? Is nice. it? Yeah. So for $5,700, you could, and, and a $400 plane ride, you can go up there, get treatment, right. go down to the Oshkosh factory, get a job, a good manufacturing <laughs> job. Your life can be changed forever. <laughs> yep. yeah. Bring a jacket. That's the thing that Bring. sobriety used to be. It was when you had run all options off the table and you were just willing to take a chance on sobriety and wherever it led. There's yep. another thing that all options aren't off the table because people live at their parents' house and the parents will put up with it forever. Well, but that that seems to be the issue, right? Parent, yeah. Is that e- either there's no connection or there is no uh, sort of uh, attempt to swim in the world, you know, to get by in the world. Mm-hmm. Right. One mm-hmm. or the other. Those are the so two. in addition to uh, Nova, so they come into Nova, and what Nova has done is then created um, Sober Living. And this is kind of a plug for Nova. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. plug them. So, yeah. uh, if I got the commie sober, you got to plug them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but in addition to that, they have the Sober Living, and they have partnered with a manufacturing company called First Step. Is that right? Where that when they come out of treatment and they go into sober living, they can get a job at listen a to that manufacturing Wait, Drew place. Was, Drew was no, no, I heard it. I did know, you no, no, I did. They that's, get you a job in what, outpatient. Yes, that's why I like True Recovery. They do the same thing. They have vocational rehab. Right. So. That's right. amazing. And so in the morning, they gather up and they read something maybe out of the big book or or NA book, and then they go and they go to their separate little locations and do their job. And How they, do they organize? You know, it's all recovery-based. The first thing on their application is a question called, what are you doing for your recovery? Nothing. That's, that's, <laughs> 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 Which is that magical ingredient. You know, I always, I talk to a lot of parents about, you know, their kids and with whatever mental illness they have. And with the magic, the magic, this, the, the pixie dusk of any mental health treatment is the participation of the patient. And it's true in addiction. It's true in essentially all the mental health uh, area. But getting somebody to be have insight, which is, again, lacking in most mental health diseases, part of the problem mm-hmm. is it blocks the insight. 
and then motivation to participate in their own care. It's really hard. I, and I don't know what the if we could if we could crack that we can make everybody better because the unwillingness the lack of lack of uh, capitulation well isn't education's a component of it I mean I'm, I'm sure. telling you Drew I deal with these people some of them are as dumb as rocks there's never there yeah. was never anybody as stupid as the kids I've met in the last ten years <laughs> oh when I was a kid well, that, there gonna, is not that's going to make a strong there's connection not. to those kids Bob way to go <laughs> <laughs> so. no. our education system is broken wow. that's another problem. Yeah. That's yeah, a huge yeah, problem, yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. I and, think, you know, one of the things that I've run into, because um, you had mentioned that I'm an interventionist, and, and sometimes I do do that. But um, the first question I always ask is the individual willing to go right, and get help. Right. Generally speaking, no, they're not. Right. So really the intervention for me then is on the parents and the loved ones and educating them and changing how they approach that individual, yeah, and getting them, them into therapy, well, yeah, and changing, you know, their language. No, one hundred percent. I would say it's Kevin, right? Am I to yeah. Kevin? yeah, yeah, Kevin. I'm trying to get rid of yep. his name. One hundred percent, Kevin. What I always tell the family is to, to when I'm beginning the conversation is you're dancing with them, patient. You're dancing with the disease. We have to get right. you mm-hmm. off the dance floor. And the mm-hmm. only way I know to do that is with Al-Anon and a spon- and a therapist right. and all these all right. these support systems. And I always tell them I don't. I almost never go in a room alone with a drug addict because I'll start. It's it's an interpersonal disease. It will dance with right. you no matter how skilled you are. Right, mm-hmm. right. And you can always tell how sick um, the substance user is by the people who are surrounded them, the mom and dad, mm-hmm. and how unwilling they are to go to the Al-Anon. Mm-hmm. You know, or how, how often do you hear Kevin? I'll do anything for my son. Go to Al-Anon today. It's, oh yeah, anything but that. Anyway, what do we need that. to do for I've this been, guy? I've been there before. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. Doesn't it. work for me. I don't anyway, like it. What are we gonna do? What are we, I'll do anything. <laughs> it's like yeah, exactly. So, except that. so anything melodramatic and costly. Okay, we'll take a little okay. break. Well, it's hard to believe a year has passed since one of the worst cold and flu seasons on record. But here we are again. So if you happen to catch a bug. Uh, the one thing every doctor will tell you is stay hydrated. Proper hydration eases a lot of the symptoms of many of these viral illnesses. And sports drinks, water alone, is not the issue. You need to be aggressive. You need something like Hydrolyte, full fluid replacement. Hydrolyte is this oral rehydration product you've heard me talking about. It's better than anything out there. It delivers the right balance of sodium, glucose, and water, providing up to four times the electrolytes sports drinks can offer, all with 75% less sugar. So think about that. It's like taking an IV by mouth. But my favorite thing is at the convenience. I'm always on the run, so I use the effervescent tablets. You just drop them in a water bottle or even a glass of water. I literally never leave home without them. No one in my family does, for that matter. And because Hydrolyte is appropriate for all ages, it's perfect for the little snowman amongst you when they come home from the school, perhaps sniffling. Hydrolyte comes in great flavors, orange berry and lemonade, available in a pre-mixed drink, a powder, or, like I said, those fizzy tablets. I love those. They go everywhere. Come in a little tube. Every package includes easy-to-follow dosing instructions. Order your supply today at hydrolyte.com slash drdrew. For a limited time, you can save 30%. We use the code at checkout, drdrew18. That's Dr. Drew18. So... Either click through on our banner at drdrew.com or go to hydrolite.com slash drdrew and then use that code drdrew18. So speaking of uh, vocational rehab uh, and the fact that we, we think that's an important part of recovery as you get into sober right. living and your outpatient care, that's something that True Recovery uh, offers, which is why I like these guys. Do you know these guys? You've been yeah, working been, in Orange County for a while. I've been hearing about them. All right. They are very individualized in their care. It's a, what it's exactly a, are they? Newport, where are they? Uh, I think it's Costa Mesa, Costa Mesa. Susan. Check out the the okay. new True Recoveries uh, site for me if you can. Um, it's more in that zone, that area, uh, and they have uh, full services from you know re- residential, outpatient, vocational rehab. They're coming and, up out of the ashes of Costa Mesa rehab. Is that right? Because it just it's it, you know it's got not got the best reputation, Costa Mesa, and so people are really good actors are now coming up out of the ashes. Oh, good. You know what well, I mean? Well, the people I've spoken to there, the professionals are really good. They've had a lot of experience. Well, that's the good news about they, treatment moving forward. They, All um, the good people are going to maintain jobs because you just lost 100 rehab centers in Southern California. All, not good ones. Not good uh, ones. One just burned but, down. But in every one, in every, in every rehab, yeah, there there's good some, people. There are good people, So yeah. now there's more God, better, yeah. a better staff everywhere. Yeah. Well, I, I spoke to these guys and they lament all the same stuff we lament. 
They lament yeah. the insurance company stuff. Yeah. They lament how tough it is to get people into patient computer. All the stuff we're talking about here today, they share our philosophy Let's and concerns. So that, yeah, I, so I'm rooting yeah. for them. It's in Newport Beach. It's in Newport proper. Yeah, okay, I thought. I thought it was towards somehow. It's probably me, over is by. Is it by 17th or something? On Acacia. I, Acacia, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they have assistance with life and coping skills, school vocational coordination, uh, and you can get more information about true recovery. Uh, and the personalized care you need, go to drdrew.com slash true, T-R-U-E. That is drdrew.com slash true. Again, uh, they have master levels of clinicians, small caseloads. They can really personalize the care and offer individualized treatment plan. And they, they know what they're doing, which I was very relieved to see. Uh, not just relieved. It's There's inspiring to see people. people. That, yeah, that, it was the owners that were bad, Drew. Uh, listen, mm-hmm. I'm just glad to see when people <laughs> just understand the disease, I'm thrilled. Because a lot of people that don't understand the disease that are claiming to be treatment professionals. So yeah, people, equity fund guys. <laughs> well, you and I no. I, listen, I, I go to addiction treatment uh, physician meetings, rooms filled with people that don't know this disease and who, who call themselves addiction medicine specialists. Now, not, that's not all of them, but a lot. Trust me. They're so, just psychiatrists trying to make a buck. Great. That's so. It's, you're making my case for me. Aren't you? <laughs> so, so I'm optimistic about the future All of right. treatment. Good. That's you know, good. and like let, that. let's just touch. These guys are so great. When aloe burned down, and you tell and us about that. What happened? So, every treatment center in Malibu burned to the ground. It was like, oh really? It was like a it was like a firestorm. Like thirty feet tall, a wave. But I didn't of realize fire. that. But you happened to be where all the treatment centers were. It, yeah, all treatment yeah. centers are kind of up north of the yeah. of the yeah. pier, yeah. right? Yeah. So creative care and uh, Cliffside and Aloe and Did Passages. Yeah, Cliffside. Passages, all passages of too. Uh, passages too. So, so mm. you know, what's the matter? Just, true? Huh? Okay. What he's he's happy that some of them burned. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's not. What? I w- no, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> you didn't want to see. You. <laughs> no, no. Let, let the Milwaukee guys talk about, about passing. I, I don't wish. I, I don't wish. No, I know. Names. I know. But it makes <laughs> the playing field equal now, right? Everybody, first one back to Malibu, but it's hard. There's no electricity. And so we've got two houses that we got, and we'll be up and running by January yeah. 1, probably. But um, wow. it was devastating. Yeah. And what made me go? sad is. He it, moved all his patients to Westwood, right? Yeah, West LA. West LA, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. That was With, Bob Forrest at his best. That's when you are yeah, glad you have a that's when you glad you have a you have a junkie <laughs> running the program. That's right. Because we're gonna get through this you and we're gonna figure it out. Drag <laughs> them out by yeah. the hair. Yeah. No, I I just saw the fire jumped the one oh one freeway seventeen miles away from Malibu at <laughs> six AM. The houses were burned to the ground by four PM. Oh. It was crazy. How long did it take to get everybody out? Just a couple hours. Yeah. We started at eight. But by then you were stuck in traffic, in right? Because the no, we were out before that. Those are people that waited. Oh, not, yeah. You know, I was trying to see which way the wind was going to blow. And I knew just from what I was seeing and what my, this great guy that was on the ground that works for us there. He was like, I said, which way is the wind blowing? He goes, all directions. Yeah, he's right, right? <laughs> all directions. I heard somebody say that. So the, that meant the you speed, can't, you the can't know which way. fire and the speed of the wind had the fire consuming the equivalent of a football field every second. Yeah. It was crazy. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just bad. burned right to the ocean. Yeah, just, just right oh, to yeah. the ocean. Yeah, and it always so, does every time. It, Doc, you said that's when it's good to have a junkie at the helm. Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Do you know, I still show your and Bill Nye the Science Guy episode <laughs> in treatment. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me tell you a story about that. Bob's <laughs> laughing because he's giggling because here's the backstory. I was this. in the audience of that. So, I know you were. I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you short hair, right? But but hat on. The hat was yeah, on. Yeah, a little hat. And what you don't know is. The last time before that day that I had seen Bob Forrest was some probably 14 years. Police involvement. 14 years <laughs> earlier. <laughs> he, was a, he would come on my radio program regularly, and he was getting way bad in his disease. You were getting crazier and crazier guests. And, and I was not happy. 
And I finally said, look, I can't, this is too painful to be around him. We're watching him die right in front of our eyes. He, let's just say our goodbyes. He's going to die of this disease. There's nothing we can do about this as much as we'd like to. And he is not to come back. I can't be a part of this anymore. You know, to, let me translate that for your producer who was a drinking cocaine friend of mine. Drew's saying you can't be on the show anymore. Right. I want you on, but Drew doesn't want you right, on. That's what not, I was told. That was not my right. <laughs> Yeah. He, he, you know who we're talking about. Yeah, that was and not he, my, the way you got off the dance floor. <laughs> so, so I got off the dance floor, and I and I literally believed he died. I thought he died, and so while I was with Bill Nye in that audience, looking out in the audience, the whole time you're seeing me speak on that on that video, yeah. in my head is this constant. Holy shit! There's a ghost in the audience. Where that guy looks like Bob Forrest, but it can't be Bob Forrest. He's dead. It's impossible. And at the end of the whole day, Bob walks up to me. He goes, "Hey, you know, we knew each other one time." I was like, oh, "I nearly, I nearly collapsed. It was such a shock so to me." Crazy. I got to tell you something. Yeah. And and that's where we rekindled our relationship. And then I hmm. went and I stole him from another place to turn him into a hospital-based treatment. Profession. And that was a whole episode in itself. Yeah. I've been yeah. talking more and more about that. That era of what you taught me about, you know, just carry out your orders, just, just stay in your lane. Those mm. are probably the most valuable things, and those guys can vouch for it. Every Nobody in chemical dependency anymore stays in their lanes. Well, because a hospital is a military system, and it's based on how nursing does their thing. It's military. And so mm. you have a job to do, and you don't insubordinate, and you don't step outside of your job. You can, you can, you can. There's a system you can refer to to expand your job or to change your job or complain about things, but you don't do it on your own. But in these and, new treatment centers, if you don't understand splitting, which most licensed therapists they don't, don't know understand, when they're, they don't it, know when they're in it, and just stay, don't. Don't split. Just stay in your lane. Just do your job. Just that stuff so, is what you taught me. So I'll let you guys take take a little more on this topic. So for us, what 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 the magic ingredient again? Our little the other fairy dust we added to our treatment team is we had a team of professionals. There was a, probably ten of us at our at our core. Yeah. Uh, where we all knew each Two other. Two licensed psychologists, which is does not exist in treatment anymore. Do you know that? I, they, I, they got rid of psychologists. I, I saw think. marriage and family therapists. We had zero marriage and family therapists. Uh, we had we had trainees from MFT coming through, I think, didn't we? Okay, but we but, had but, Farina but the point and, is we, and Dr. Lonnie Kai. Everybody knew each other. We had doctors. Everybody knew each other inside and out. And so if a patient tried to split, we would just go... No. <laughs> it's like, okay, whatever. Because we knew if, you know, they would go, oh, Sasha said blah, blah, blah. And I go, no, nah, no, she didn't. Because I know Sasha and she'd never say that. So let's move on. And that's how we dealt with all the splitting. It's just, it was just, and and then the patients would attach to one of us because we'd all have different personality styles. Mm-hmm. And, and we could actually make diagnostic sort of uh, information out of how who they attached who to. Who they liked. Who they liked and stuff. Would, would tell Sociopath us if they like Sasha. Right, right. And the borderlines with me. Yep. And then you Always. And you, yeah, you got, and oh you got the what? What did you Anti-social. get? Anti-social. Oh, anti-social. <laughs> I aligned with them and we formed an army. <laughs> True. So, so what do you guys? Who attaches to who? Obviously, Ryan's an antisocial, so he gets all those. Clearly, all the misanthropes. At your jobs, do, are people still so aware of attachment and and splitting, or is it the chaos that we're experiencing out here in LA treatment centers that people just don't really understand how to deal with drug addicts? I can't, I'm biased because the places that I've worked have been really good at it, right? So we all know where we fit and how, where we should talk to people and where we shouldn't and and all of that. So I I can't speak on it because the place, all the places I've worked have been really good at that. So does the staff talk about splitting? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, what is is splitting? See, that's why they're... Were you seriously? Uh-huh. Yeah, I have no idea what that is. He's okay, a resident so, junkie. Yeah, I'm just yeah. a heroin addict. He's not, he doesn't work in treatment. So splitting is, I I tell you that that Kevin told me it's totally cool for me to go on this pass. And oh, like divorce, and, like a child that was divorced. What, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> sure. it, it, okay. it, it, it comes from an internal split 
in feelings about self and mom. It's good mom, bad mom. We talk we talk about that as and he doesn't point. have the time to sure. sign the pass, so you need to sign the pass, Ryan. And anybody, got it, and got, who, it got it. And whoever is and, like, and if you go, whoa, 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 I don't even know anything about this. They go, you're oh my god, you're the worst. Oh, yeah, so you're, so the you're the worst. The, you're, the you're the guy. Triangulating, triangulating is part of it. All good, Does all bad. Work? Splitting one against the other. Oh, it's brilliant. At city rehabs, it works all the time. They're, they're masterful at it. They're masterful. This, this staff sucks. You guys don't even know what's going well, on. The, the most dangerous part of it of all is they, they, they know to go to the highest authority in the team and they enlist that person's empathy. They always, they always well, go to the now, doctors. Now go, it's oh, a, Bob's a horrible. No, but oh, Bob's it, to be nowadays, horrible. the new version is they tell upon admission, when they were trying to get me to come in here, they said, mm, right? I can, I get up my own room. Yeah, my own yeah. room. Yeah. I can have my dog. Yeah, yeah. I can have my dog. <laughs> so the splitting starts <laughs> right away. I have a question. Splitting immediately. Instagram. Yeah. I mean, Facebook, Facebook. Live, sorry. Dr. Drew, how do you treat? Or deal with an individual who has an addiction issue, but also bipolar. My brother, very common. My brother, wait, let me. Has been incarcerated for the second time due to his release, due to be released in December fifth. Some days he admits, so this other is, days he so this is he's meth. in denial. This is meth, right? Yeah. Do you? Okay. So this is wait, meth. Wait, her question is: Do you treat the addiction first or the mental illness? Well, it's sort of a loaded. It's easy to treat the. He's also in the, from the U.S. Air Force, too, so you know. Here's the deal. They make too big a deal don't about taking medicine. Don't yeah. let him have a gun. Please. Okay, so here's please. here's the deal. Yes, don't let him have a gun. Take uh, medicine. If we would expand, if we would expand conservatorship, what state is she calling from? Too much to make him take his meds. To make him take his meds. We could expand conservatorship. If we could expand gravely disabled a little bit, we could take a guy like that, stabilize him against his will, and then use. And when he wakes up and has insight again, he'll go. He'll be pissed. First of all, that somebody didn't do that sooner, and secondly, then you can begin to enlist him in his treatment. So it's pretty impossible to treat somebody that's psychotic. So obviously, you've got to get that stabilized first. There's there's a lot of controversy about what in what order. That's kind of the art of uh, addiction treatment and mental health treatment. Generally speaking, the addiction needs to be the focus of care. Uh, and that sounds like it's the primary problem in any event. But to not treat psych- psychiatric symptomatology, whether it is a separate problem or caused by the drugs, to not treat it makes recovery very difficult, if not impossible. So you For do sure. treat both. And these are the guys that go and get a gun and shoot a bunch of people yes. in it. Or they also end up on the street taking bikes apart and things on the sidewalk. And meth makes you take things apart. It used to take everything. The cops are always asking me, why are they taking stuff cocaine. apart on the sidewalk? I think she said cocaine. Trust me, it's meth. Well, so. yeah, it's cheaper. So. If they're vacuuming their front lawn, it's meth. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Gotta get the snow out of there. <laughs> Yeah, she said alcohol, pot, and cocaine. That's how to stop the forest fires, is to vacuum your front lawn. That's really going to help us. And please find out if he has a gun and make sure somebody takes it away from him. You're really focused on this gun. No, she's right. I'm tired of these these people with guns who have mental illness that are killing people. It's just everybody should not have their gun taken away. Just the people who should. Well, here's another thing. Let's let's talk real quickly about that then. The Florida guy, he wasn't a gun guy, but he was the one that sent the bombs. That family was finally doing the right thing with him. But when you've mm-hmm. done the wrong thing, I don't know if you read about it. He's no, got a history of steroid abuse and oh, yeah. mental illness okay. and addiction. And, okay. and his family finally said, enough is enough. Get out of here. Yeah. And he had been living in his van for like six, eight months, right? Yeah. Oh, that He's in his things. 40s. Yeah. They should have said that in his 20s. Yeah, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, I do. So he had no way of functioning in the real world. Living in his van, uh, how he made all those bombs living in his van, this kind of Crazy, shows that yeah. he's got some know-how. Yeah. yeah. But but it's boundaries, and and when you're dealing with this complicated a case, like you know that age that mm-hmm. the, the, that her brother is, um, lifelong history of substance use disorder, lifelong history of mental illness, mm-hmm. and you just do what you and I would say to do, cut them off, you know, have some boundaries, blah, blah. You could create that, that I I don't care anymore. You have to be very careful about it in the thirties and forties. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't find, I don't, I don't understand the final point you're making. Well, they can't live in, well, well, (laughs) you have to understand how dangerous you have to assess the person. It gets very dangerous. To say whether you could cut cut them off and kick them out. Yes, yes, yes. It it can get very dangerous. Because I I believe in the, in the Florida guy, if the mother hadn't cut him off and kicked him out, he never would have done that. 
Right. He, he would have just meandered along and, and, his, and died in his in his mom's, in mom's house. Basement, yeah. Right. Yeah, but you know, also report things when they happen. They, the cops don't do anything. I know that's, that's the, the problem. Other problem. We, that's where the problem. The is. cops' hands are tied. It's your Nirvana, Bob. Huh? The pops. It's your Nirvana. The cops have no power. <laughs> the cops have no power, Ryan. We can take Finally. over. No, they don't. <laughs> and then, <We> can, <laughs> It's true. And the Air Force should be taking care of it, too. Yes, like, this should. guy was in the Air Force. They the should VA, have social VA, services. and VA, yes. Or the VA, or people I would, I would enlist the VA's help in that one. Or guy. wounded warriors. There, must, there should be a how place many, you can report. Hey, hey, you guys, how much of a percentage of, of veterans are you seeing in your treatment centers? Not very many. No? Really? Little, little. Our, oh. our VA here is gigantic. It's and, like and, a hub. It does really, really good work. <laughs> See? Or the VA here in Milwaukee is See, I'm telling you, it's like Portugal there, Drew. I'm no, telling I, I you. Know There's VAs. a treatment center inside of the mm-hmm. VA. Yeah, certain VAs are doing remarkable work, and the other ones are sort of losing it. It's, Do you understand my Portugal thing? I'm so s- sick of hearing people say, America should be like Portugal. They legalized heroin, and everybody's happy. Oh, man. And I always say, I had to you sit know, next to that guy. Oh, you did? Uh, at the ASAM thing? No, at the Politicon. <laughs> Do tell the story. Portugal, Portugal. When you look up the population of Portugal, it's not even half of Los Angeles. Wow. And they think we should adopt the laws of, of right. for America. Listen, every time they talk about Norway and Sweden, that's the same exact problem. Right. So um, what's his name? Yuri? What's his name? The author? Johan Hurry. Johan Hurry. I sat next to him at a, at a conference. And on the other side of me was Governor Chris Christie, who, <laughs> oh. who went off on him. Oh, really? We, we should put From that the video podium? Up. From oh, the yeah. podium? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, it was, it's it was, on the internet under political. It was on e- C-SPAN, too. C-SPAN aired it yeah, last week. It, it was amazing. <laughs> Did you try to peacemake all codependent? No. I, I did a little bit. I did a little bit. <laughs> you got to open and close. You got to open and close. So that was cool. I, I did a little bit, but but I I you know Johan Hari. I mean, I I love new ways of thinking about things, but they yeah. but they cannot be so dogmatic and so right. so. Uh, somebody who doesn't work in this and doesn't know what this is and is not a doctor and is not even a scientist. Right. American right. drug addicts are different Should. than Portuguese. Portuguese, yeah, but he drug but he addicts. has a he has a point of view that is I think ultimately his point is and it's a good one which is that con- what we start our conversation about is that mm-hmm. connection is lacking connection yeah. connection, connection is the solution yeah. you know connecting human humans need other humans humans need purpose and that's absolutely true but once you get into your disease of addiction well now now it's a little more complicated because we got to yeah we got to get you to the point where you can connect and that's that's tough and what and, these guys did in Milwaukee it is like this you could you couldn't replicate it in Los Angeles or New York or Miami or or other cities. It's just a community of them and their friends and people that they know from different organizations, and they just decided nobody's going to do this. The government's not going to do it. Do what? The, change the culture of, of yeah. Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Change, and lower me, the and, death and, rate. And by the lower way, the for, death for rate. For all the people that are running off Facebook and running over to see this Politicon thing, the the outburst from Governor Christie was about – Close to it, fifty minutes in. It took a while before he blew up. It just built, <laughs> and then it just boom. <laughs> and he's still advocating the sober companion thing. He, he, no, you know what he said? He goes, "Look, when I was governor, I, I was I had lost family members, I have lost friends. It's a serious problem." I went out to treatment centers all over the state, and I said, "What, what, do we, what do you need from the state? What can we do? How does this work?" And he did it hundreds of times, and he came away with an understanding of how addiction works, how recovery works, and how the treatment process works. And he wants that to be helped. That's all. Very simple. So he wants to be helpful, and he needs it to be a year. That's that's the band aid. How long is treatment in Milwaukee nowadays? Six months. Twenty eight days with aftercare. Yeah. Know, how long is the aftercare? The aftercare is the key. Anywhere yeah. like six months, nine months, right? Yeah. Usually, people at, that come by me have been in inpatient somewhere for at least 20, thirty to sixty days, and then usually another 90 if not 120 by me and then to sober living that's great so like, see that's why you're having yeah. the let's, success you're having let's do a few minutes on the podcast what 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 do you what do people learn there what do you want them to tune in for oh boy uh yeah so don't die wisconsin is a podcast focus <laughs> no i'm not gonna read it it's more, um, basically, like, it's more like dopey than it is like this life i can tell you yeah. and i like well, that no it's kind of no it's <laughs> It's a little bit of both, maybe. <laughs> it exists. It exists because of this life. Yeah. Like Ryan and I were listening to the like I think your first episode was with Andy Dick. Oh wow! So Ryan right. and I were listening to you guys when it first started, 
And then Don't Die started. And then the three of us were like, we should do that. So we just kind of stole the Don't Die name from Bob and then called and asked that was okay. I know. I was like, I was like, is this your is this your new podcast, Bob? Yeah. Like, are you cheating on me again? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but um, what what we really do is we I mean we we bring in guests. We had like Amy Dresner on and stuff like that. Amy's but we great. just come together and we, and we talk about what's on our minds, what we see in our local recovery community. Uh, we've we've had a big big uh, impact, I think, on on educating the twelve step community on on kind of like harm reduction. Uh, and MAT and that, you know, basically our tagline is like, don't die and we'll figure out the rest later. Right. Um, what is the evolution? Really- what is the evolution of you three guys about Suboxone? Cause I know I was very Man. much against it. Then so I was, was I. like, well, in certain instances, and now I'm very much for it properly used. Right. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was an evolution of thought over five, six, seven years. Mm-hmm. Right. You well, too, yeah. right. You too. He's not as evolved as I am. No, no, listen. No, no, no. Proper. I've always felt that there should be no no limit to the, again, the the range of things that we can do to help somebody recover from addiction. I have two concerns. One is we've not figured out yet what the right treatment is for the particular. We don't know which patients get which treatment yet. We really are not good at that yet. Right. Kevin's big thing is case management. Yeah. They're giving MAT to everybody. It's like, yeah, how about naltrexone and plantable naltrexone for some of these guys? That guy that happens to be a social worker who got a little going with Norco, let's put him on an implantable naltrexone and send him to meetings. He knows what to do. As opposed to stringing him out on buprenorphine, maybe that's not a great thing for him. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just saying that we don't do that enough, number one. And then number two, the reason Bob is sort of used to me harping on it is I couldn't run a treatment program where there was opiates and benzodiazepines at the nursing station. I couldn't do it because the patients would all just spiral like Funnel. maniacs. Oh, why can't I get this? Why don't I have that? He gets a, he has clonopin. He has Bobby. Why can't I? I said, finally, I just made a decision. I said, okay, you want that stuff? You go to the psychiatric unit. This is an abstinence-based treatment program. That's it. Period, and it, it let me run the program. I couldn't run it with opiates. They and the first conversations, sharks. guys, we had with this is when Malibu started. We were partners, and we were not. You know, we were at fifty percent occupancy, right? And we were getting our nursing staff pulled and all this kind of stuff. And I said, Drew, we got to start using Suboxone. And he was like, No way, no way, no way, not on this unit. And that, you know. And I was just reacting to trying to keep everybody's jobs. I just knew that this is well, a new I, drug I, that every drug addict wants. Yeah, I, I was fine with that, I, but I didn't. I couldn't. I didn't because plus it was the way our unit was laid out too. The patients were always around the nursing station. Yeah, they always and, see and, what everybody's yeah, taking. And so it was. Is that how it is now? Do your clients know who's taking the Suboxone? Only if they tell each other. Yeah. When which, which they come in the office and oh, the you shut the door. Oh, maybe we should have shut the door. We had windows. We had windows. <laughs> there was windows all the way around, remember? So were you yeah, guys I, always for Suboxone or you were against it no, and then evolved? No. 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 Right. If, if I you had start, to educate myself. If you start on episode one of our podcast and go to all the way to the end, you can hear the evolution of Ryan's education on, on it. And it's pretty cool. The commie yeah. was against the man. Yeah. He was against yeah. the man. Imagine that. Yeah. You know, I don't work in treatment or anything. So I, I, I sponsor people often, you know, especially then that, that were strung out on this shit. And yeah. I was just like, I can't so, work with Yeah, you, we right? got to figure that that's, out. That's, that's right. That definitely, Drew's right. We haven't discussed what that sponsorship role is with somebody who's on eight milligrams of Suboxone. Are they sober? Are they not? The simple answer to that question. Uh, They should have goals. They are in recovery, but they are not sober is what I say. Okay. They are in recovery, but they are not sober. I I don't want to. And what I say is I don't fucking care. Right. I don't care. I'll I'll take you through it until you can't do it anymore or something changes. That's right. It's not my my issue to control what you're doing. The last thing that any of the five of us want to do is, A, make somebody feel stigmatized because they're Mm -hmm. on replacement therapy. It's the worst possible outcome of that. Or, right. like you said, you don't want to control people because addicts already feel like that's what the goal right. is. Like we're trying to control right. somebody. Which is like the last role that a sponsor should oh, take. Oh, my God, in. yes. I, I find that comical when addicts retreat to that. You're trying to control me, man. It's like, okay. No, <laughs> no. I would say they are completely in recovery. You would I mean, say and they okay. know. Because, yeah. I mean, here's the difference, Bob. If I'm taking what I'm supposed to take, like four, six, four, eight milligrams, that's one thing. 
if I'm getting 32 milligrams a day yeah. and like a, a script for 90 Xanax a day also, yeah, you're and, I'm, out. and yeah. I'm zonked out, then I know I'm not in recovery. <laughs> and, like, yeah, right. Right. Doc, doc, you're making an that, extra that, point. Like, you're, you're making I a great point too, because that, that, whatever that is needs to be, we need to zero in on that in a sort of a formal way sometime. I mean, I, my field mm-hmm. needs to do that. We need because, to well, I mean, Bob, what is recovery? I might have some kid coming into it and he's on, let's say four milligrams. He's 90 days in. He's doing everything he can not to put a needle in his arm. And then there's some guy with like 40 years that is abstinent and doesn't take anything, cheats yeah. on his wife and his taxes and is a piece of shit. Like who's in recovery? <laughs> right. That's right. the beauty of the 12-step world right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but it also it brings us back to – You're describing Bill Wilson yeah. there, my friend? <laughs> <laughs> but it brings us back to – Yeah, you got to drop the acid at some point. The, yeah. core, the core thing here which is that people need to be encouraged to lead a certain kind of life. They need sure. to be rigorously honest. They need to find purpose mm-hmm. and pat. This is this is back mm-hmm. where we started. This is the, the right. core of the problem. And you're not doing right. any of that if you're a shithead. Right, <laughs> right. You're just not. Well, you haven't had a drink in 40 years. Right, right. Yep, and, just and, don't and, drink and go to meetings. You'll be fine. And that's, you, know what and you, that, call, you know what you call an asshole that doesn't drink? An <laughs> asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but, but to be fair, but just be, go to meetings and don't drink. That's good for some people. That is exactly totally what some is. people need. Well, that's and, my friend, and I won't. My, my every time I criticize somebody that's re, really sober, whatever you want to categorize, sober as sober has been traditionally for decades. Yeah, uh, not the new yeah. sober, but but sober, but is an asshole. But is an asshole. My friend always says, "Well, imagine what an asshole he was when he was drinking." Oh, yeah. So at least. At least he's less of an asshole, you would imagine, than if he's drunk. You know what all I do is I, I flipped I flipped that script a little bit. I talk about recovery versus full recovery because right. full recovery is is a fully recovered you know somebody who's done therapy and spiritual work and everything mm-hmm. and not just not, not just drinking awareness. Yeah, yeah, I would say Patrick's Patrick's that I'm not that. You're not fully recovered. <laughs> No, I think you're there. <laughs> Patrick, what, is, what is your, your Pat, any kind of crazy thing I say, like via text? Patrick always comes back with the sensical thing. Well, that's is that right. how you guys experience him or not? <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's just, just it's too fucking act. sensical all the time. Yeah, and I know right. my, my my wife is watching or listening to this right now, and her head just exploded because <laughs> I am definitely not that. <laughs> well, with me, you are. So it's this it's this beautiful back and forth that we got Milwaukee, we got. We got Las Vegas. We've got What's Seattle. Vegas? What's Vegas? Don't dies. There's oh, don't oh, dies oh. popping up everywhere. But these guys mm-hmm. are the originals. We, and uh, Bob, you were asking like what don't die is, and I think I think really what we are is the three of us here have the ability to go into any room. Meaning, in like last Friday night, we were at the Medical College of Wisconsin talking to the ED docs Good. about drug seeking behavior. Good, and then we can go down to Tent City and talk to guys that are, that are banging actively. Yeah. Like that's really what don't die is is the ability to go anywhere and talk to anyone and mm-hmm. wear different hats with forgive me but just love and compassion. Yeah, it's it's go. also changed it's also changed the way I talk in the 12 step world. In the ropes. completely changed it. There there are things that I would never have talked about before that I talk about now. Awesome. Because it might save a life, it might change somebody's mind, you know. Yeah, I mean we need an army. Well, we're gentlemen. changing people's minds. We need I mean, an army doing this. We well, really they're, they're, we're building. Well, let's start it. a tour. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, we could. Hey, Drew, what are you doing next September? You want to come to Milwaukee? It's sure. pretty fun. It's beautiful weather. Talk to the producers. Ran away from us, by the way. But she, she's 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 Does she want us to wrap this up? Is that what this one? Okay. Yeah, she wants us to wrap she, the. She ran away, up. but I will. I will. Uh, but she's the one that manages my schedule, so I will propose that to her. I love. I'd happily come out there. Yeah, just yeah. yeah we great. gotta go out. Great there. to have it's you guys. Both of you guys. It is. It's like Portugal. Wisconsin well, is like I Portugal. Stop, I wish you'd stop saying that. <laughs> no, it is. How about, how about what? Because like, you, you can have an idea in Wisconsin, put it forward, and see the results within the year. I, I, I and would argue see concrete results. I, I would argue, yeah, that you're right, and that and that the idea of local, whether it's local, mm-hmm. local political, mm-hmm. local medical, local yeah. community, that we have to. I think. To me, that's again back to my original question. That's one of the main problems. We're all looking at craziness in Washington. We need to. That should drive us back to the local. We have right. we have a locus of control locally. We can make a difference locally. 
the the entire in L.A. you can't though. Do you really think L.A. is like its own country? In Pasadena, you can't. Can't you go neighborhood by neighborhood? Yeah, right. Like get little or meeting by meeting, whatever. But 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 Alexis de Tocqueville in 1835 said that the reason democracy works in America is because we become accustomed to the local practice of democracy. In our schoolroom, we elect people. In our local you know, governments, we elect people. We, the local practice is why we survived this 200 years, 250 years. But we need to broaden that out to our to mm-hmm. our interpersonal functioning and our psychological well-being as well. All right, we got here. you guys. Gentlemen, thank you for being here. We appreciate it very very much. And what uh, thank one, you guys. The Midwest really the nicest people on earth the Midwest. Just just these drop a line down from where these guys live and you go all the way down to national everybody's just the nicest people down there. So thank you for being there. Thank you for doing this, gentlemen. We appreciate it. And thank, thank you, you for joining thank us you. today. Don't die Wisconsin. Check out their podcast uh, and we all appreciate iTunes it iTunes, uh, anywhere else you get your podcast, check it out there. And uh, thank you, folks, on Facebook, and we'll see everybody next time. Talk to you soon, guys. Bye-bye. See you guys. Thanks. All right, that's about it for this episode of This Life. Check us out at KBC, being uh, Lawrence Vaughn, 790 Midday Live Talk Radio, Monday to Friday. You can also tune in every day live via the magic of the Internet at kbc.com. If you miss it, we've made it simple for you to find all the shows at drdrew.com, the Adam and Dr. Drew podcast, the Think What I Do By Myself, the Dr. Drew podcast, This Life, of course, with Bob Swole Patrol, Mike Cantho, and his new health and fitness podcast. You can uh, find us on Twitter at This Life Podcast, at Dr. Drew, Derry W, at Rehab Bob Forrest, and of course, our lovely producer at First Lady of Love. I think I know who that is. If you love this show, please subscribe and tell a friend. We appreciate it when you do. We'd love to hear your feedback as well. Send us a message. Join the email list at drdrew.com, drdrew.com slash contact. You'll also get a weekly uh, email from us on that. Uh, while you're at it, at doctor.com, please support our sponsors by clicking through the banners. We only advertise products that I can get behind. So thank you for supporting them, those that support us. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.